Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Dungeons and Junkies presents The Fall of Osha, Episode 28. Good night, Turg. In the last episode of The Fall of Osha, the party continued their fight for freedom in the arena of the trials, and as a result from a badly timed spell from the human sorcerer, Turg unfortunately lost his life. Charlie, Oberon, and Shard are all currently fighting for their own lives, leaving Moira holding the fort. Will she be able to win for the party and set them free? Let's find out. Oberon. Alright. Poker face, I'll yam it to you. Right. Tis Jasper's go. My poor panicky boy. Shard. How far into the minuses are you? Uh, you did 30-ish damage to me, didn't you? So, about minus five. Okay. Jasper's gonna see if he can bring you back. The aura of vitality. Oh, Jasper, no! Well, you've regained two HP. <laughs> Yay, I'm still in negatives. Let humans go. He's just seen three of the four people hassling him go down. So he's going to stop concentration on greater invisibility, feeling a much less threatened now. And he was fairly far from all of you at this point. He's kind of been circling around the edge from what Moira can see. That's all he's actually going to do this time. So, Charlie, poker face and screw me your death save. I will will turn off the camera because I'm rubbish at poker face. As much as I love my brother, yes, he can't keep a straight face for anything. Kendra Angie. Jesus Christ, Kendra. Okay, calm the fuck down. That's... Out of the 66 I got to roll, that was four sixes. Angie Rogue is angry and starting to bleed out, so her time's limited as well. Right. Moira. Yes. I know I said I, you were out of freebies, but kind of due to the severity of the situation, would you say Moira's got adrenaline running through her at this point? Because oh, she's yeah. just seen almost all her party destroyed. For sure, for sure. And the fact that she was abducted and doesn't know why for a brief period of time, which may have been longer, we will probably find out later on. <laughs> you can have one extra action for this rank. Okay. Oh dear. Oh no. Oh, this went sideways real fast. Yeah. How did Moira get left? <laughs> No. My dice absolutely betrayed me today. They just had far too many fucking misses. 
I've got to be honest, what are the what is it with the opinion on me using Witch Bolt at this point? Is it gonna be enough damage? Is it gonna do anything? If I hit it's five D twelve. Stronger? I that's my strongest spell. Did you use your bardic inspiration from last time? So I can add that to the damage, or...? You can add that to the roll itself to hit. Okay. 23. Yeah, see, That's... 23. See, I could go for the Phantasmal Killer. The problem about it is I'm not entirely sure how good their wisdom save would be. Are we all having fun? <laughs> I'm just jolly. I'm terrified. The oh, well, I actually have any healing capability. I do. It does. Do you still want a minute or two to think? Because there is one thing Kindra technically could do now to try and save one of the party. To be fair, I can get to I can still reach shard to help as well now. I've got 30 feet the movement to use there. But I will let Kindra go first if she wants to. I think Charlie got yeeted next to me. Yeah. They're basically all laying together at this point. <laughs> They're like all cuddling. <laughs> cuddling. Oberon, what's your negative in health? Uh, as I had 19 HP and you did exactly 20 to me, I am only at negative one. Okay. You can feel yourself starting to float away a bit as you're laying on this dusty ground. You saw a shard go down and then seconds later you felt the blow to the head that knocked you off your feet but now you can feel somebody trying to shake you awake as kindra is has and probably succeeded attempting to stabilize you you are now actively no longer in death saves right it's up to you it's up to you if you're conscious or not now do i have zero hp still you can have zero hp I think Oberon's probably still unconscious, but the tentacles at this point would probably start to wriggle again. But Moira, it's your go now. Okay, well, as I'm walking towards the Spoon Party, I, I literally will just with both hands just fire Witch Bolt full pelt at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm also using my Bardic Inspiration dive, which is a D8, I believe, Todd, isn't it? Yes. Well, I can do it. <laughs> okay, I'm adding a 7 to my 18 to my 9. So that's um, 34. Sorry, that's a mess. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just <so> kidding. <laughs> do not make me come down there, Gary. Okay. I will get on a train. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Can I say that sounds like middle class forever? <laughs> okay, get on the train. I don't own a car! <laughs> okay, so I have adding. Okay, so that's 3d12 damage. So it's 5d12 lightning damage. Lovely. Should I have my d12 ready at all times when I'm playing with Moira? I'm just adding up, sorry. That's 53 lightning damage. Ooh, spicy. You say I get two attacks, so 
I will use it after you play what happens here. Okay. You fire off the witch bolt, and maybe if everyone else was awake, they'd be like, oh, that's so Moira. <laughs> but now it's saving their skins, because this goes boom. Hits him straight in the chest. And he does stagger back, clearly not expecting that from your you and your tiny woman brain. Oh, yeah. It's women stinky. <laughs> oh, yeah, the sex is racist, yes. <laughs> like, hmm, woman has brain. That's illegal. But no, go ahead. Make my day. So I now got my second attack, which you are very lovely to give me, by the way. Thank you very much to give me again. Um, let's see. Normally, you can just, like, instantly use it again to cast 1d12 damage. But I need to kill this thing, and 1d12 ain't going to be enough to kill it, I don't think, is it? Call me a d4. Three. That's how many d12s you may have. Hmm. Take it or leave it, the choice is yours. Holding it. Fucking take it! <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's 33. 33 more lightning damage goes straight into its skull from Moira. Like, like fuck off! Moira's head's gone going white. Out <laughs> <laughs> of curiosity, how much HP does Moira have left? 47. Should do more then. You have to take any damage at any point in the session. I was nothing about to. I just have one question for you. Yes? How does Big Fuckhead die? <gasps> Ooh! I'm guessing that as the, 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 the first bolt kind of shook him, and he's all like, sort of like, like mm, woman doing something. But the second bolt, it's like, like, so as the first bolt was died, she basically like, Wound about how to forget it. This again, like turn the like turning off and on again, basically, and just like ramping the volume straight into the core of its brain, frying it, and just turning the lights off. His head explodes with a shower of guts as it blood. As you say that, Moira then sees the human standing behind it, saying like, "Mm-hmm." I feel like a one-on-one is a bit more fair fight, at least. Well. Yeah, I think it is. One on three. Yeah. <laughs> Moira well. did good. Can I have that in writing, people? Moira did good. I was dying. D- didn't see it. Didn't happen. <laughs> you didn't see it happen. <laughs> Probably did it. Jack. Pretty sure Jasper is the hero of the day, for sure. Good old Jasper. Right. He is going to attempt to cast magic missile from his very far distance because it's got a range of 120 feet. But does he cast, or does it go shit head of flyer? I would like to cast counterspell. What's the range on counterspell? Uh, counterspell is um, um, many, many feet. 60. Nope. Uh, fair enough. Go oh ahead. no, what happens now? My dude, why are you not good at what you do? This one. I think it's Burian's dice. We might need to get used to rolling our magic one day. 
Okay. He teleports up to 60 feet to an unoccupied space that he can see. Actually, I think I've just accidentally skipped several people's ghosts, so that's his turn for his, this one. Because now it's the fun. Shard. Mm -hmm. Come on, Shard, you can do it. Okay. Big fuckhead, guy's dead. Score him out. It took eight rounds to kill Big Fuckhead. I feel like that's a long time. Considering, like, several of us did about 80 plus damage in one go at one point. Each. Yeah. <laughs> right. Jasper's turn. Let's try this aura of vitality one more time. If not, that's something else. Well, Shard is officially on zero HP now. <laughs> yeah. You're not actively dying, you're stable. Woohoo. It's up to you if you want to open your eyes or just keep vibing. Uh, Shard's almost died enough in the last few days. <laughs> Shard's having a rest. <laughs> I'm just staring at the ceiling like, ah! Everything's probably still a bit hazy for Shard. Uh, it's bright in here, I don't like it. Do you believe that's a bonus action, though? Yes, that's a bonus action. Charlie, how far into the minuses are you? Minus 14. Don't have many spells left for Jasper. All right, Jasper's going to burn his final, not first level spell slot. Do you try and bring Charlie up to stabilization? So Charlie, you're starting to drift a bit. You remember being knocked to the floor. And after that, everything's just dark. And you feel heavy. But slowly, you start to feel life come back into your limbs. As Charlie is now on 2 HP. Nice. So I assume Charlie opens her eyes. Yeah, immediate sort of like bolt up, bolt up. You have the worst headache of your entire life. I'm probably like, what should be a black eye is probably half a black face from being punched by that sort of fist. Charlie, you've had some pretty wild nights in your time. This didn't, even when, this is worse than anything you've ever endured. This headache. It knocks you off center for a moment, it's that bad. But Charlie is up, and Adam. Yeah. And now it is actually Charlie's go. I will say, because everybody... Well, actually, no, you can have this in a minute, because Charlie's probably woozy, but still adrenaline-filled at the same time. Hmm. Okay. Let's just say, you look round. You see Kindra sort of standing protectively next to Oberyn, as best she can. For someone who looks like they're about to keel over. Jasper's next to Shard, and you can see Big Fuckhead's body with his head smeared all over the floor. Moira and the humans exposed himself now, as it were. Not physically, you can just see him again. I'm glad he's not showing his poopy. Um, is he got his clothes on. Is he on the cock? <laughs> Moira asks to see the human's cock, and he is offended. Ow. How far is he from me? Roll me your d30 and we'll add them together. Oh, 
I got a seven. Charlie, your mind is working in weird ways right now. You're like, this guy is exactly 34 feet away from me. Despite the two hit points, I can reach him. I'm going to punch the ever-loving shit out of him. Alright, I'm some punchy boys. Um... Do I use Breath of the Dragon? It's a free action. Well, it's not a free action, it takes up the punch, but it's whether you'll actually stick so. Um He's quite light footed, if that indirectly answers your question. You know, I'm just gonna punch you ever looking at shit out of him. Okay. Oh damn. Uh let's what do I get? Lowest is a 17, 8 plus 9. You've hit him then. Okay. No, no crits, just highest on the dime for 19, so. That is 5d8 is. My. As light as. You know what? You can have your own. Taste of his own medicine, I'm going to use lightning damage. Nice. There's three eights in those fives. There's no D8, there's no D5, Alex. <laughs> Five of those dice are D8. Eights. So eight plus eight plus eight plus eight plus eight plus five plus seven plus twenty-five for decks. For five dex bonuses, 61 lightning damage. Charlie, you've woken up about 10 seconds ago feeling like utter shit. Any hangover you've ever had feels more appealing than this. But you see, there's one guy standing, and you fly across. And you lay into him. He doesn't make any sound. He just looks you in the eye. As you hit him again and again. You can feel his bones breaking beneath your hands. It splits the skin on your hands, actually. Cuts open all your knuckles. But I don't think Charlie cares about that at this point. And how do you deal with the final blow? So, okay. So, walking to him as my hands sparking with orange lightning and the first punch is in the face then using my foot I kick him down onto his knees grab him by the front of his shirt and deliver a second punch then a third punch then a fourth punch and as he starts to look woozy I just whisper in his ear this is for turkey piece of shit and I Deliver one last punch, knocking him to the ground, and then I climb onto him and just keep punching. His neck is clearly broken by the time you're done. I, I just keep punching. What, even though he's dead? I, I pound his face until it looks like Glenn's. Well, walking dead, I think. Sorry. Did you say anything when you're like crushing his face in? Just that one last thing I said to him before I kill him. Okay. As the final breath leaves his body, 
There's a sound. It's almost like a klaxon. And the crowd around you loses their shit. This is the best fight they've seen in a long time. And you can tell that from the way people are standing up and screaming and cheering. And you now have about 30 seconds to compose yourself. Do what you want to do. I'm going to go hold turf. He still feels warm at the moment. What do the rest of you do? Once there is basically no face left, I just sort of stand up a bit wobbly on my feet, trying to get my breath back, and I ignoring, like, drowning out the noise from the crowd. I see Shard over by Turgin. Just make my way over the probably hand hands probably quite badly bleeding now from repeatedly punching bone about 34 times. There is nothing left of the human space by the time Charlie is done. Why well, will probably spend will probably use the 30 second bottle to walk between her party members and just touch them on their shoulders gently and just pass on some cure wounds to each of them. Okay. I know I know this probably won't work, but I think Charlie would try it anyway. I will just spend two key points and try just put, put my hand on this chest and try key and power healing. Uh, that it won't work, but I think Charlie would at least try. You try and as much as Charlie may want with all her heart for it to work. Tiger's unfortunately gone. His eyes open or closed? He actually died with his eyes closed. He's laying there. He's got his little bag of things next to him. I look over to Shard. We can't leave him here. I said he'd be safe. You don't know. We didn't know what we were getting into with this. And they're cheering. He wasn't even an adult. He wasn't... He hadn't even lived yet and they're fucking cheering that he's dead. Bring this island down to the ground. And everyone who supports this thing, everyone who funds it, they're gonna get what's coming. How many children have to die before they realise this is wrong? No more. No more. One was actually crying. I will. I know he's quite heavy, but I'll try and scoop up Turk because I'm not leaving him here. One of calls over. This is going to sound so out of place, given the thing I'm having, but. Clip clock for a second. <laughs> Esquire. <laughs> because we need to get onto the this way. Okay. Do I need Over. to roll any straight checks? Yeah, roll me athletic please. I'll need my cutting hand to help. Yeah. You know what, fuck it, I'm using my last point of light. Okay, that's better. 24. 
There's this whole thing about when things are dead, they feel a lot heavier. Has Charlie ever handled anyone who's dead before? Charlie learns all over again how much something weighs when it can't tense its muscles at all. And so you're green hair and trying to help Yeah. Between the two of you, you manage to get him onto the horse. Oberon, have you come round at this point? I would have given, um, it's, um, I don't, I don't mind me doing it as a one roll to everybody sort of thing, DM, I don't mind. It's seven hit points each, including Kindra. Kindra's sat on the floor next to Oberon, kind of resting her chin on her knees, trying to hold her side closed to stop it bleeding, but... Uh, Oberon, after... Moira walks by, showing health back to him. Kind of snap back up to waking and seeing Kendra immediately reach out and put both hands on her shoulder from the sitting position. I found you. You said you would. When you look at her, you can see she's not looking well. She's got, as a fire canassi, she's the type with like charcoaly grey skin, like flame coloured hair. Her face is pale and her lips, her eyes, and she's just looking really unwell, like she's struggling to stay conscious. That's when you probably notice the wound. It looks worse now that she's not as her cat form. It's stretching all down her side and it's deep and it's still bleeding no matter how hard she tries to hold it closed. Uh, Oberyn would push himself, kind of not really using her shoulders, more the tentacles themselves, to push himself to a standing position. And then looking at Charlie and the arcane hand carrying her, and seeing Shard probably just shattered at this moment. We're getting out of here. I promised us all we would get out of here. And kind of holding together my guts and everything that is, Oberyn's going to stalk over towards the guards who said that and said that we had to fight before we could leave. Your fucking game is done. No, sir. Just waiting for the end to be announced. Do not have time for the fucking end to be announced. My friends and I are dying. Please. We participated in your fucking charade. Give us anything. The other guard turns away and presses a button. And then almost instantaneously, spotlights focus on all of you. It's insensitive because they include this. And also a fucking drow. Yes. Shard's pain just went from here to here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, well, well. That was a close one, everybody. But look, we have a whole new set of victors. It's a shame we have to let them go, isn't it? I'm sure you'd all like them to see them stay for another round or two. But a promise is a promise. 
But I will see all of you next time. Because what's life without a few fun in games? And I yell. Can I yell at the distraction? I yell. I kind of make eye contact with as many people as I can. And I kind of go, every single one of you that cheered as they died as any of these people fucking died. I'm going to hunt you down and rip your skin off and feed you to the fucking sharks. Sure, roll me intimidation, please. <laughs> Can I help by coming by the on Shard's voice? Sure. Shard's voice just echoes around now. So I've got advantage on Shard. Okay, with advantage, that's a 25. <laughs> okay. <Christ>. Charisma! <laughs> the people hear this, and some of them, they just cheer and get even more excited because they love it when people get angry. But a few people, not many, about, you can see about six of them just start glancing at each other as if they've almost been woken up from something. My eyes just bore into them. They're slightly squinted because of the spotlight, but hey. They're behind a screen on it, if it's like up there. There is a protective barrier over the top of the dome to stop the contestants attacking the audience. Or I would have tried. (laughs) (laughs) Charlie would have leapt in there to be hacking them down. Yes. You make eye contact with one of them and he holds your gaze for a moment before dropping it, looking almost guilty. But as promised, the two guards step aside. And... What you'd assume was a porthole opens. It's almost pretty. It's full of golds and purples and reds all swirling. And the guards, they have firearms on them. They're just like, go. Go back and uh, collect Kendra from where she kind of sits. I'm going to pick her up. And then I'm also going to wait for the rest of the party. I'll look at Shard and then I'll speak and then I will uh, take the bridle of uh, Kiplop and just start to lead it towards the uh, portal. Okay. Yeah, because Um with with assistance from the Arcane hand, I'll start making my way to the portal of Turk. I take one last look at the crowd and the guards. And now the thaumaturgy is not on. Not a lot of them can hear me. But those of them that can just hear me go, one day this will turn to ash in your mouth. And you will know, and you will regret, and you will remember the young people you sent to die. And I'll walk away. Okay. And I assume Oberyn is last. Yes, and all of the snapping glory. We'll give one last look towards the guards. And then to the crowd. Then back to the guards. Not say anything. Just step through the portal. Okay. You enter the portal. It won't go until all of you are in there. 
You've all teleported at some point. So you're used to the feeling. But then, there's like a smack, and it's almost as if you're all jerked sideways. And just before everything goes black, you hear somebody shouting furiously. It's like, why the hell would you go and do something like that? But then, everything comes to, and you're all dumped unceremoniously into a field. You are now all at fourth level exhaustion. It's half hit points as well, isn't it? Yeah, half hit point max. I'm down to four hit points. And... Could I get someone to make me a perception check, please? And someone to make me an Arcana check. Arcana, happy. That's a uh, twenty-six. Okay. Also twenty-six. Okay. Moira, you immediately no notice that Clip Clop Peanut Butter the Second has disappeared. Fair time for now. <laughs> but your magic feels very distant in this particular field. And Oberon. You in your magnificent perception. You're in a marshy field. It's a bit swampy, and there's puddles. You all unfortunately landed in one. It's cold here, but nowhere near as cold as the places you've been to previously. You can tell instantly you're not in the same area as you went into the base. There's brown fields, overcast sky and a small embankment but that's about it aside from somebody stood on the ledge with a shotgun but she's aiming it above your head and you hear the crack as she fires it at the remains of the portal as it's evaporating before she starts making her way over to you So do you do anything before she gets to you? The temptation to throw the hut up. That woman just shoot at the sky. <laughs> no one can enter it if I put it up before she gets here. Slightly protective armor on Turk. With Kendra still in my arms, I just look back at everyone else as well as walking towards us. Listen, if she wanted to shoot us, she already would have. She had not only the high ground, but also the surprise. I've still pulled my rapier because I don't care. Moira <laughs> mm. will, will naturally draw, draw her dagger and just hold it ready. As a woman gets closer, she shoulders her gun. And she's like hurrying in that sort of... As she gets closer, you can see she's like a middle-aged human. She's quite plump, wearing plain clothes. She's doing her best to hurry along the uneven rain. Did you all just come through that portal there? Was it them military? Was it them bastards again? Them bastards, they, um, they run the games. They run the this game, and they dump people here on occasion. Where is here? It's, um, well, we're near a town called Volka. It's run this... Where did you come from? Island. 
Well, yeah, we're still on the island. Near the mountains. Right. So you come from the north. This is the um, southwest. We used to be a lot bigger before the storm, as it were. But um, are you all, did they just dump you all here? Or? We won, they told us to go through a portal. He's just looking all of you over with your various injuries. And our dead friend. Yeah, she does. She does look over, trying to try and figure out if he's dead or not without directly asking. Right. We need medical assistance and also we need to hold a service for our friend. Right, yes, yes, of course. Um, if you give me a moment. She puts her hands to her mouth. There's John! John, bring the car! <laughs> what, me? Is it going to be beyond a tratter and everything? What's a tratter? That, that was me talking. Charlie was far too sad. Just southwest. Uh, the, fact, the fact that yeah. someone here is called John is very cool. Right, yes. Um, we'll, we'll bring the car up. Um, my husband, John, he's just down the road. He'll bring the car up and then we can get you all into the town and get you all seen to. People have got to, got to look after each other, you know. After a few minutes, you hear, like, horses' hoofs. And there's two horses pulling a cart. It's a very simple contraption. It's basically planks from wheels at this point. Right, let's get you all in here and take you back to town. My arcane hand would have been dispelled, probably. So, yeah. The old-fashioned way. Yeah. This man called John. Yes, he's called John because it's the first name I thought of Alex when I was writing this. I wanted normal people names. Take a cup of tea on the trailer. No, he doesn't have a cup of tea. Charlie's clearly lost it. The bonk to the head was too much. Talking gibberish. Is Charlie talking gibberish at this point? I mean, this is all Alex talking. Charlie hasn't said a word since you've left. Since picking up Charlie, Charlie hasn't said a word. Sorry, what's that, Matt? Mo will try and help Charlie get to the. Uh... John will help carry him up as well. The rest of you is alright to ride in the car. It's no fancy, but it won't fall apart on us. Oberon will set Kindred down in the cart before climbing in himself. I'll walk. Sure about that? I need a minute. I understand. Kindred's not actually conscious by this point. Though, then the woman gets on the front of the cart and gets the reins. And the horses walk along. They give Shard a bit of distance, but they're not going fast that they completely leave them behind. 
Well, if this is southwest, chances are I've been down this way before. So. Probably looked a fair bit different the last time Shard was here. <laughs> That's before everything got destroyed. Okay, Shard, make me a perception check, please. Let's see how much has changed since you were last here. Shut up, Bomb. <laughs> 27. Okay. You glance around a bit while you're walking. And you can see the outlines of the foothills of the volcanic region. But when you look the other way, you can see ocean in the distance. Which, by the shape of the volcanoes, there should not be ocean there. So you can deduce the entire south half of this region has been washed away. Which means some of the tunnels were lost, but not all of them. You also remember the tunnels here tend to be quite muggy and hot. So many frogs. But it doesn't take long until you start to see a small town in the distance. This one is in better repair than a lot of the towns you've seen before. Although it's quite grey. Sorry. No, Moira. Was that a fret, Matt? No, no. Moira dies. My track record of death is not good. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, where was I? Sorry. Ah, yes. It doesn't take long to approach the town of Volca. There is a small sign that someone's put up and painted. The paint's peeling a bit now. But these houses and buildings are definitely in better repair than a lot of the places you've seen. They're tallish, they're about three stories high, made of a grey stone. This town is very grey, actually. Most things are made of grey stone. And there's a grey street leading down to the grey sea. And it's not just because everybody's probably a bit depressed at the moment. It's an overcast day, luckily for Shard. And there's a rock beach that definitely wasn't there the last time Shard was around this part. The town, if you can call it that, is very simple. It's quite literally one long street with houses, an inn, what somebody's attempted to label as the um, doctors, then it leads out into more fields leading up towards the volcanoes. And as you get in, the woman turns to you, like, right, I'm assuming you all need somewhere to stay. There's the inn, or um, the houses down the other end if you all want to stay together. A lot of them are empty-like. Um, the military lot, they don't come round this way often. I reckon the volcanoes are too hard to get over. But they took a lot of our people and they left us with empty houses, which we give out to people in need now because we got no use for them. They're not fancy, but they're functional, if that's what you'd rather. Because I know there ain't many people here, but the inn can get a bit busy and you all seem like you'd rather not be around that right now. Is that the doctor? Yep, yeah, that's him right there. I will 
scoop Kendra up and without resolving that, take Kendra over to the doctor. Okay. Go there in a moment, but what are the rest of you going to do first? He goes off to do that. I I look back at the woman and say to her, um, where should I take our friend? Move my hand on Turk's shoulder. Right. We um don't have anyone to perform any ceremonies, but we got what's left of the old church just down this end if you want. Shovels down there. I'm sure we can find you some shovels. I'll make a start. Thank you want to get checked out first? Or get anyone to help? Charlie, go get go Charlie, go get medical go go do not argue, Charlie. Go get looked at. I'll go make a start. Ignoring Moira, I will scoop up Turk. Just for the sheer arrogance. Yeah. at this point Charlie will worry when she collapses later <laughs> Jasper follows not to intrude but I come from a church town we've done this type of thing before if you need somebody to read anything off you could also grab a shovel once you get dark there I'll start to dig I won't do any ceremony stuff about the others. Well, particularly Shard. Not so much Shard, but wait for Shard, but we'll start digging to prepare. What's Shard doing during all of this? Shard's probably kind of kept back and is one end thing Shard is numb and angry and we'll probably just go find a spare house check there's no one in it and probably break down you find a house with four empty rooms it's got a kitchen and a front room as well so technically you could all have a room you take the room with the least windows <laughs> Shard finds the box room. It has no windows at all. You're not even yes. sure. You, you think it was made into a bedroom hurriedly for somebody because there's a mattress that's strangely clean in the corner and some blankets. But somebody's put a bookshelf right over the only window. Shard will kind of drag out the clean mattress so that um, if Kendra gets back from the doctor, they have something fairly sterile and we'll just kind of sit in the box room in the dark with the door shut and cry I guess whizzing back over to the doctors quickly the doctors it's small but you can tell it's a sterile environment there's one doctor an old man a very old man actually but he's keeping this place spotlessly clean with the few medical supplies he has. He looks up as Oberon walks in. These people seem a bit... What's the best way I can put this? They don't seem surprised that an elf with tentacles walks in. 
Ruin just approaches, and even the tentacles themselves look like there's like a sag to all of them. Like their heads are still up, but they're not their normal wriggly self. As Oberyn just comes forward, please help help her. She she has a wound on her side, and I I don't know how long she has. She's barely been holding on for a long time now. All right, bring her in. Let's have a look. And he will gesture to the nearest bed. Oberyn will stagger over and lay Kendra on the bed. Kendra's just completely out of it by this point, so she doesn't put up any sort of fight when this man starts poking at the wound along her side. It's really long. It basically covers the entire front of her body and winds around. Right. Well, I'll do my best to clean it and sew it up. But I'm not making you no promises. Please, do, do everything you can. I... I will return as soon as I can. I, I must go assist the rest of my friends. Right. Please contact me by any means necessary if anything changes. Right. Of course. I'll do what I can. Uh, before I'll, I go, I'll put my hand like on Kendra's like forehead. And just, you're going to be okay. And then I'll head back uh, to follow off to where I saw Charlie and them go. What's Moira doing at this point? Moya will have been like, because Charlie just brushed her off and went anyway, even though clearly she, Charlie needs immediate medical attention. Just saying. Um, Moya would have looked back to see Charlie go into a house. No vet after the last time to give them some goddamn space. So we'll do so. And we'll wait for, and wait for Oban to come out from the front of the doctors and then so he can come in, so she can join Oberyn and join Charlie. That's the plan, anyway. We're not going to happen with everybody else, it's up to them, folks. So you meet up with Oberyn. That's my plan, yeah. How are you feeling? Moira. You did good. I'm sorry about Kendra. She's hopefully going to be fine. She's got the best chance, at least. We need to go assist Charlie. Of course. They're going to kill themselves digging that grave. If we I go. did. I told her. I told her. Yes, to Moira, it. there's no time for talking. We just have to go and help them. Absolutely. We'll do that. Just let you know, Shard, in that house, cottage. It's house. a house. It's a house. In that house over there. Okay. I'm giving them their space. Because last time they tried to take my head off. I did not want that to happen again. So they clearly need their, their time. But we, before we do anything else, they should know. You could do that. Sean and the girls. Will be, Sean will be fine for the time. We need to go yes. assist Charlie. Absolutely. Go and get Shard when the time is right. Absolutely. Do you hand walking or you're right? I will be fine. Moira. Okay. okay. 
Okay. Talk down it's, the way that Charlie went. It's a, a really weird thing when Moira's actually the beefiest one at the moment of the entire path. It's really weird feeling. <laughs> it's the weirdest feeling in the world. Uh, um, Charlie, roll me a d4, please. Let's see how far Charlie and Jasper have got with their digging. Four. Okay. You in somehow amazing speed between the two of them, they've managed to dig a hole that's eight foot <laughs> or eight foot long. And oh, about Charlie is running on spite at this point. Yeah. Roll me again, so we know how deep it is. Three. It's about five foot deep. God, Charlie and Jasper could open a construction business at this rate. <laughs> Can we fix it? See, see the town where we're destroyed. No, it's fucked. <laughs> Probably at some point during the digging, Jasper would have gone into what's left of the church and found some kind of shroud or blanket to wrap Targan, because it would make him easier to put it in. Make it easier to put him in the hole. Is um, is Shard not with you? I. Are they coming to this? They need their moment, but they should be here for this. Um, Jeff, but you were close with Shard. I, I think I deeply upset them, though. There's... I couldn't immediately tell them what I knew about their son. Because... Well, the reasons seem petty now. What would stressing them out in that tiny cell have done even more? And would they have even believed me? Because as far as they knew at the point, I just worked for them. I, I can't answer those questions. A person who could, in theory, is Shard. At the same time, Shard, Shard, Shard needs the option to be here and I am terrified to knock on that door in case Shard put the rapier through my throat. Charlie, you are the only one who knew Turg as well. You and Shard share in this grief. It should be you who should go and collect Shard. You are truly the only one that they will listen to. Do you need a little pick me up on the way through? Because I can hear up a bit more if you want. Okay. Takes you. You kind of figured out which house Shard went into because it's the only one that looks like the door's been opened recently. open the door and what do I see in here? It's well you know what a townhouse looks like don't you? Yeah. They're tall more than anything so you immediately see a very dusty kitchen a very dusty lounge and a very dusty staircase you can sort of see (laughs) well there's a mattress outside one room but you can also see a small trail of footprints in the dust 
This house needs some major prestidigitation to get rid of the dust. Following the footsteps in, leaning against the door frame where the footsteps end, I just once, once more knock on the door. We're ready. We're ready to bury Turk. And I don't think you should miss it. Shadow get up and we'll just kind of look at Charlie once opening the door is like Do you have his notebook? We've got everything he had with him. You should be buried with him. So keep on my end. Lead on. I'll make a move. Takes you maybe two minutes maximum to get there. Shard is clutching Corey's dog tags so hard they've made an impression in their hand. So there's a f- there's four of you and Jasper. So. You'll look over to Shard and Charlie. Is is there anything you'd like to say before we send him off? You want to go first or should I, Alex? I you go first because I'm still thinking. I did not I did not expect to have to come up with a funeral speech today. I don't have anything major really for Turg. I held him when he was about a month old. He immediately hit me in the face with his little chubby hands. I watched him grow. I helped teach him sign. I helped him write. I watched him learn to do anything. He loved his family. He loved Corey. He survived a fucking tsunami. A kidnapping. He survived so much and overcame so much. And fucking lived in that hellhole. And he, he took his hands and he took his ear and he died in pain and I promised I'd bring him home and I'm sorry that I failed I'm sorry Turk Shadow put down the um, sketchbook Charlie is there anything? Charlie steps forward I only knew you for a few years, Turk. All the fun we did have in those years. Teaching you self-defense. When you accidentally broke my nose. Before I could keep you safe. Even when all this shit hit the fan. I wasn't fast enough. Even 
even when you're not here with us physically. You'll always be here in the heart. I'll find out if I'm I promise. And I will take the radio that I've been carrying around and put that down into the grave. Jasper's going to probably safely assume that Oberon and Moira don't really have much to say about this. Oberon says nothing and it's just very solemn the whole time. Moira looks around and finds like a flower just like put and drops it into the uh, the grave. You're a good man, Turk. At least you're now at peace. And as we commit your body back to the earth, know that you're now free of this place because your soul is no longer trapped here. You can be free. It's time to put Tim in the hole. This seem needs to be fully lowered. He's a heavy boy. He is a heavy boy. Jasper will take what he can. Because he is a strong boy. And I think there's a stone cutter in this place. If you want to get him a stone. Yeah, that's sorted. I'll see you to it. Yeah. You guys go rest up. I'll see you to that. So what do you all do after this? Oberon would go to both without saying or touching it or without just go to Shard and Charlie. I offer my condolences. I am so sorry. And I promise we will burn and this place to the ground and we will have his revenge. And then Oberon will leave to head back and sit with the doctor and Kendra. The rest of you? Moira will um, bury him. Sorry. Just I'll grab a shovel in. Have a bury. Moira does the same. Because, you know, not much she can do but help at this point. She'll, like, digs. God will go sit in what remains of the church. The church, well, you can tell when you walk in, it was a very fine building at one point. Most of the roof is gone now. There's a few scratched and weathered pews left. But there's still a sense of peace in there. And for a moment, Shard can probably understand why people go to church. Shard's just kind of thinking more than anything. As a drow, they're taught to follow Lolith as a deity, but she's a cruel bitch, so <laughs> Shard never did. And now they have a weird voice in their arm and a rock dad. Shard's kind of at a point where she's, she's, they're muttering to themselves. 
on anything about whether if they weren't a drow, this wouldn't have happened to them. And then the quiet. It seems to come from the earth once again. What you were born as has nothing to do with this. I mean, the files Moira gave me seem to indicate it has everything to do with this. It's a moment. And then you can almost see as Rock Dad sits on the pew next to Shard. He's quite big and he takes up most of it. Luckily, Shard is small. Small drow elf just gets catapulted off the other end. He sits down very gracefully because he is kind of in an ethereal form at the moment. They probably kept tabs on you because there aren't many drows in this place. And therefore, there aren't many. If you were, say, a human or a half-elf, there are more of them. They're easier to lose. Yeah, well, they're the ones who wiped out my entire race. Do you know what really happened? I know it was some disease meant to target the impure, as it were. Is that the whole story? I don't know the whole story. I know what a late guardian and a pompous ass who means well told me. They don't tell, they don't teach my kind these kind of things. They don't teach many people these kinds of things. Because knowledge is power. Do you know what this is? I gesture at my arm. He takes a closer look. The best answer I can come up with you with for you in this moment is it's essentially some kind of magical parasite. It's a connection. When I came to you, all I wanted was the power to protect those I cared about. I know. And I truly am sorry for your loss. And it's an awful lesson to learn, but we can't protect everybody. And it's one I know you've had to witness many a time. Turg was here and solid and alive and sometimes joyful, and I couldn't save him. How? How will Jackson? Be. Am I going to get there and watch him bleed out before I can get to him? Rock Dad just sits back for a moment, looking at the front, like almost like he's observing. Unfortunately, I don't see into the future. But I think... I think you need to find out the full story. 
might answer some of your questions if you do. Will I find the full story if I stay with these people? Possibly. They're good people. They mean well. I... Shard and Rock Dad are just going to sit in the service that doesn't exist. The camera pans away from the service that doesn't exist. It's a nice quiet moment in amidst all the absolute chaos that's ensuing. The camera pans out over Charlie and Moira and Jasper filling in the grave to Oberon waiting in the doctors. And then it just keeps going going over the sea. The fall of Oshia doesn't have arcs as it were, but this particular part of the story ends with Turg being laid to rest and the party in their various broken states. What'll happen next? Where will they go from here? Well, as always, we'll have to find out next time. This podcast was brought to you by me, Kerry, in conjunction with Visionaries Global Media and Mat Attack Productions. Yeah, this was a depressing episode. <laughs>